Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Travel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donkokwate, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. Would you please bow down your heads briefly? Precious Father, we want to thank you for the entrance of your word. We pray that your word will meet a need. Cause, O oh God, a victory to come and cause certain issues and certain challenges to disappear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk briefly. I'll just give you an overview because of the time. But uh, in Matthew chapter 21, the verse number 21 and 22, we read here, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Verse 22. And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Amen. So here we, we learn that prayer has limitless possibilities. A person who prays has more options than the one who doesn't. Because all things that we ask in prayer, believing we shall receive. Another thing we also learn is simply that believing is receiving. He who believes will receive. I want to move on. John chapter 4, 23-24. But the hour cometh and now is... When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Here we learn who God is. We learn that God is a spirit. Meaning that God is not just an influence. God is more than an influence. God is a person. So we hear uh, read that God is not spirit, but God is a spirit. A person who actually is an individual like we are also individuals. And so one thing we learn is that when you are dealing with God, you are not dealing with an influence. You are dealing with a person. Now the third scripture is in Romans chapter 10, the verse number 9 10 and 13. Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here we learn two things. Number one, that you don't believe with your head, you believe with your heart. Meaning that you believe with your spirit man. So that if you want to actually touch God or affect God or be able to interact with God, you got to do it from your heart or you got to do it from your spirit man, not your head. You see, the body has got feelings. The mind has got the ability to think and the ability to reason. But you see, the body, the mind, the feelings, they are part of the soul. So you cannot 
contact God with your soul because God is not a soul, he's a spirit. Let me just draw one more thing, then I'll move on. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Meaning that anybody at all who will dare to pray to the Most High God, he will have resources and answers from God. It doesn't mean that he has to be white in order to have answers. He has to be black in order to have answers. God will always answer anybody, be he a Jew or a Gentile, if he should call upon the Most High God. This is what we learn here. Then I'm coming to Romans chapter 4, the verse number 16 to 21. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that a promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Praise God. Abraham is the father of all of us if we believe in Jesus. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 21, and being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was able also to perform. You know, I wanted to talk about receiving from God. But here you see that Abraham received from God. How did he do it? He did it, number one, by believing God. Number two, he did it because he considered not his situation, not his circumstances, he considered God. Meaning that anybody who wants to receive from God, he must understand that there is a price to pay in order to receive. I call it the price of faith. Anytime you are taking a step to act in faith, you and I must understand that there will be challenges that will come against the faith. That is the price of faith. Number two, you, you and I need to understand that in the moment and the hour when we release our faith, we will definitely receive from God if we don't faint. But the fact is, when are we going to receive from God? That we don't know. Scripture does not tell you and I at what time you will see the manifestation of what you believe. Has anybody re- uh, read anywhere at all where the scripture tells you that when you believe, then you will see the manifestation instantly. No. For Abraham, it took 25 years. And in that 25 years, many things happened. So you see, we need to be a people who learn to follow the example of Abraham. We have a better chance to follow his example because we, we have a lot of scriptures that we can read to encourage us. Abraham did not have any scripture because the first five books were not written. All he could depend upon is what God told him. And you know, God didn't talk to him every night. God did not visit him every night. God comes every now and then. Sometimes God would not, would not visit him for about 10 years before he shows up. I don't know where some of us, our faith will be if when we come to church today, we are not in church anymore. And the time we show up in church next time is 10 years later. I don't know. 
But that was Abraham for you. Psalm 105, verse 17 and 18. 105, Psalm 105, verse 17. The Bible said, He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they had with fetters. In other words, with chains. He was laid in iron. Verse um, 19. Until the time that his word came, please notice this, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The interesting thing about this particular, the verse number 19 is this. Until the time that his word came, his word, whose word? The word of Joseph. So I checked the one, the word used word here. You know, because this thing was written in Hebrew, so I checked it out. And I realized that you are having his word came, the word of the Lord. So it's word, word, but the root where it's translated, there are two different words. So the first one, which is the word of Joseph, that word actually, when you check from a good concordance, you will see that that word is Dabar, D-A-B-A-R. Now Dabar simply means that was the matter or the cause or the promise. So you see, it is this way. Until the time that his promise or his cause or his case came, the word of the Lord tried him. And the word of the Lord, when I check it, you know what that says there? Very interesting. That word actually means Imra Emra. So Imra Emra is translated word of the Lord. Now Imra Emra, when you, you, you check that one very well, you will see that Imra Emra means the same word. So until the promise or the case or the matter that God has told him until that one came to pass, before the time came for that thing to come to pass, the dagger which God gave him, the same word that God gave him, the promise, the same promise that God gave him, tested him or tried him. Because I checked the word tried out. You know, when you melt gold or when you melt silver, when you are a person working with gold and silver, you need a lot of heat to do that. Because when you purify the thing, take the impurities out, then you have the kind of gold that you need. So you see, the man was tested in order to purify him. Listen, when you believe God or you are trusting God for something and you release your faith, you should understand that you are not at a place where you can really handle the thing you are asking if it comes to your life. Because you see, every time God does something for you, you never remain at the same place. The moment God does something for you, that thing elevates you to another level. This is the reason why Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees because we have not taken bread. And Jesus was like, ah, these guys, what's wrong with you? Don't you remember the five loaves of the bread and five thousand? And then the seven loaves and the four thousand who were fed. Why then do you say, you say this, is your heart hardened? Meaning that anytime God does a miracle or God makes a move or you receive anything from God, you are not supposed to remain at the same place spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anytime God gives us a revelation, that revelation brings us forward. When you get a revelation from God, your rank changes. When yet another revelation comes, your rank changes again. We may all be children of God, but we may not be of the same rank. And the level to which we move in our ranks is determined by how we are able to receive from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Okay, so we see that the word that he received was tested. How was the word tested? Your brothers and your sisters and your father and your mother, they are going to bow down to you. The man that they will do obeisance to, that man has become a slave now. Who does obeisance to a slave? Not a slave of his own people, but a slave sold to people who are out of covenant with God. If you know who a Jew is, you know that they look down upon a Gentile. So if somebody has been sold to a Gentile, which Jews will go and bow down to that Gentile? A slave? So you see, his dream kind of died. And the only way his dream lived was because he believed God. Are you okay with me? The man has to believe that if God said it, he must know what he's talking about. The man has to believe that if God has spoken it, then my circumstances cannot be greater than God. What is happening around me cannot be so powerful that it makes God look weak and unable to fulfill his promise. Listen to me, my dear friends, you receive from God by making a certain determination and having a certain kind of mindset. The Bible says of Abraham that he was fully persuaded. Listen, you've got to be fully persuaded in your mind that what God has promised, he is able also to perform. You know, sometimes when you are believing God for something and you make a mistake or you do something wrong, or the devil makes you think that because of the mistake that you have made, because of the wrong thing that you have said, now you don't qualify anymore. But listen, God never made promises for you because you qualify. He makes promises because he wants to. If he wants to bless you, he wants to bless you because he has pleasure in blessing you. So the fact that you make a mistake does not disqualify you from any blessing. If God wants to heal you, he wants to heal you. And listen, when God is healing you, he will not take the healing away from you. So if, if you make a mistake, that mistake is no reason for you to believe. Because many times the devil will use your mistake to tamper with your faith. How many of you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, well, he did not stagger, meaning that the stumbling blocks came his way. And some of these things I'm saying, they are the stumbling blocks you need to overcome if you have to receive from God. You need to understand that God, he doesn't change. His word doesn't change. What God has said, he has said, and he will not go back on his word. If God ever gave you a promise, he will do it. Hallelujah. Do I have some people who love God here? Do I have some people who love Jesus here? Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. And if I were you, I would turn to somebody on my right or on my left and say, I love the Lord. And so, finally, my final scripture for you. James chapter 1, the verse number 2 to 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Please notice this. This is not temptation whereby your own appetite, you know, our own fleshly appetites can lead us into temptation. That's not what he's talking about here. So, I read, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith does what works or produces patience. So you see, this temptation is the temptation to give up what you have believed. 
is the temptation to say that, well, God said it, but really, it's not meant for me. God said it, but surely it cannot come to pass. Somehow, I cannot get it, although God has said it. Well, God may be speaking, but I guess he's not speaking to me. These things will come at you. And the Bible said, when you are being tempted this way, one thing you need to understand is your faith is under trial. Meaning that stand by your faith. Stand by your sacrifice. Stand where you still stand. Stand still believing God. Why? Because God will come through for you. Am I talking to somebody? People have been losing so many things simply because the devil comes lying at a certain point when he is trying to undermine their faith. But you see, if you have a man who has faith, you have a winner. Because you see, faith is always a victory. A man who has faith, he would never, never be down. He may fall down, but he would never, never be down. He's the man of faith. And so I want to encourage you, my dear friends, if you are believing God for anything, if you have released your faith to receive anything from God, don't turn back. Be like the bulldog. So here the scripture is saying, when we are being tested, our faith is being tested, it produces patience. You know, it is through faith and patience that we inherit all the promises. There's no such thing as getting any promise when you are not a patient man. How many of you know that if you are not patient, even your own children, you can kill them? Because sometimes your children can annoy you. And if you are not careful, what will come out of your mouth will destroy their destiny. Verse 4, but let patience do what? Let patience have her perfect work. Meaning that when patience is able to reign in your life, it produces a man people cannot point fingers at. How many of you know that some of the decisions that we take, we take them too hurriedly and too quickly? My pastor used to say, the test of every decision and the test of every plan is time. If you give a decision time, you give a plan time, you will know whether it's a wrong decision or a right one. And some people are in so much of a rush that when they take a decision, it cuts the flow of God's grace, God's power, and God's anointing in their life. But the Bible said, if you allow faith to do its perfect work, notice what he's saying there. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting what? Nothing. You know, if somebody does not want anything, what does it mean? It means he has everything. And when you apply faith and patience, what happens to you? You become a man who has everything. Because the man who can stand his ground and be able to move by faith and believe God and trust God, when he gets the result, he becomes somebody the devil gets scared of. I'll give you a story. There is a story told of a woman who gave birth to a boy that was lame in the feet and then also mentally retarded at the same time. And so one time, they got to a certain meeting and there was a preaching that you can have anything you can believe God for. And that anybody who will believe God and call upon God to do something for him will always have God working for him. So this woman believed. So every time, he would drag this child by the feet and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. Every morning, in the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. Every evening, when she is going to lay the child in bed, she will still take her by the feet. In the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. And then kneel down by the bedside and say, oh God, I pray you, give my child a talent 
so that he will find his proper place in the world. She was praying every day, every day, every day, every day. 365 days passed, he was still praying. The next 365 days passed, he was praying. The next 365 times three, three years. Because now it has become her habit. When she woke up in the morning to go to the child's place so that they begin their morning routine, she heard somebody playing the piano. Past there, here was this child. How did this child learn how to play the piano? Completely healed. You see, the thing is that if you will stick with the word of God and know that when God speaks, it's the truth, he doesn't lie, you will always have the result that he has promised. Then I read the story or I am told of the story of another Indian person in the American Indian Reservation who was a tall man, taller than most people. And the wife got saved some time ago in church. But this man never comes to church. The only time he comes to church is when he's boost. When he has really hide himself up, then he will come to church. And when he comes to church, there's trouble. And he's a big man. I hear one time he came and broke things in the church. They brought about 16 policemen before they managed to control this guy. And so one day, they were in church and this was a woman who was preaching, a guest preacher. And then this guy walked in and everybody knows that, hey, today now hello. This man has come into church again. We are in big trouble. But this woman just felt to preach Romans 10, 9 and 10. And Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that with the heart a man believes, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then went on to say that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, because they believe in their heart and they want to be saved, they shall be saved. That was all the emphasis. Believing in the heart, using your mouth to call upon the Lord, that was all. And then she just make an altar call. You don't want to be too long with a fellow like this around because he will cause trouble. Well, when he made the altar call, when people were coming, guess who also came along? This tall Indian man. But he got there. And then he said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Three times. And then he got up and was walking back. And people are like, ah, what is happening? Look, get back so that we'll teach you how to get saved if that's what you want. He said, no, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm already saved. I said, no. Look, we help people when they come to the altar so that they can get really saved. He said, well, you can help those who are there, but that's for me, I'm saved. And they asked him, how do you know you are saved? Well, didn't she preach and say, if you believe in your heart? (laughs) And then you use your mouth to call upon the name of the Lord. Didn't you hear me call upon his name three times? Well, I'm saved. Well, it was that simple that this is a man who was ready to believe God or believe the word of God at his face value. The years passed and he was one of the most stable Christians in that place. Brought many people to Christ. Listen, sometimes we have a problem in the church because the problem we have in the church is 
We the people who have come into the kingdom and we know God or, or we, we already have a relationship with God. We are people who do not understand that when we are talking about believing God, it's not really for the one who calls himself a believer. If you are a believer and you still now have to learn how to believe God, are you a believer? You are called a believer because you believe God. Is that not so? So you see, the unbeliever is preached to so that he will have confidence in the God we know. But the believer is expected to act upon his knowledge of the God that he says he believes in. So most of the time, when you are talking to a believer, you have to ask them to be obedient to the Lord. To obey the word, just like this tall Indian man did. Because the word said, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Guess what? He obeyed. He got saved. There was no formula to it. Father, I come to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Forgive my sin. All those ones were locked up in the one thing. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. That's all he did. Don't get me wrong. Don't think that I don't believe in, in the kind of altar calls that we make and then we tell people, say this after me. I believe in that. But it's not everybody who says some of those things who is really doing it by faith. So here, my conclusion is number one. Is there anything you are believing God for? You must understand that when God makes a promise, that promise is as good as gold. God's word is as good as a pot of gold. You can take it anywhere and you can cash anything you want out of it. If God says anything, that is what it is. When God speaks to you, my friends, you should work with your brains with your rationality, with your conscience as much as you can. But the day that what your conscience, your brains, your rationality is telling you is opposite to God's word, that is when you, you are being tested. That is when you must stand by the word of God and not stand by your own human reasoning. And if you will do that, you will receive from God. And then you and I need to understand that when we are receiving from God, God is a spirit. So the only way to receive from God is by faith. There is no such thing as a man exercising faith without some action. When you are in faith, people will tell whether you are in faith by what you say and what you do. Your confession is important. I'm believing God for, for him to take care of my finances. And then the next time, brother, how are you doing? Oh, brother, it's not good at all. We are broke, I tell you. You have not believed the word. You have deserted the word. Because if you are believing God and you make that confession, what you have said cancels your faith. Because you don't get things from a spiritual person by your physical senses. You get it by your spirit. And so, and so the next thing we need to do is to stand by the word, not by our feelings. Stand by the word, not by our circumstances. And finally, we should understand that there's a price of patience we need to pay. Time. Time in which you have to stand by the same thing. Most of us fail because we don't want to pay the price. There was a man who went to a particular place to pray for a man. He was a young boy in a university. He lost his brains. He ran naked from their home. And somehow his mind snapped. Because you see, whatever you do with your body affects your mind. So he lost his mind. The doctors couldn't help. So he came in and uh, according to him, 
He said nobody should disturb him. If they really want him to help this boy, then they shouldn't disturb him. He was in there, he was praying. He commanded the spirit to come out. In the name of Jesus, you will not have this voice, man. I command you, come out. The whole night, I command you, come out. I command you, come out. Over eight hours have gone. The following day broke. And when the day broke, that was the time that this boy is now saying, I am thirsty. That is very funny. And before he knew it, the people who were there, then they came into the room and they are bringing a cup of water to come and give me. He said, hey, did I ask you to come in here? Why are you bringing water? I don't give water to devils. You don't give nothing to a devil. He must go. Now, why is he saying this? Because he knew what it was about. That you see, the Bible says that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. When you command the demons to leave in the name of Jesus, they will go. God said they will go, but he didn't tell you they will go immediately. He didn't tell you they will go in five minutes. He didn't tell you they will go in 20 minutes or 30 minutes. How many of you understand what I'm saying? So if you believe it and you are on it, it means you are on it for as long as it takes. That is what it means to pay the price. So till the following day, he was on it. And then according to him, he was smart because he didn't, he didn't wear himself out. When he talks, then he'll go and sit down. He's relaxed. Because it's not our shouting that gets the demons out. How many of you know that? But he knew what it was about. He said, I will not wear my body out for a demon. Because if I wear my body out, he will win. So he relaxed. He was on it. Three hours later, he said the guy just, his tongue came out. First, he began to behave like a dog. And he said, he didn't mind that one at all. He said, shut up and come out. And he kept on saying, shut up and come out. He said, he doesn't know how many times he said, in the name of Jesus, come out. It's over a thousand times, but he was still on it. And then, at a certain point, the, the tongue just came out like that. And then before you know it, something like some whitey, something like a blob. And then the thing just fell down. And you can see that this is not saliva. Whatever it is, he doesn't know. But after that thing fell, a guy came back to his mind. It was completely sound. That was well after over 12 hours. And he said, if he didn't stand in to do this, definitely this person, he will be confined to a mental institution for the rest of his life. And he said, he can see that there is nobody in this person's life to pay the price of faith for him. Listen, it is possible for anybody to receive anything from God, including deliverance, if somebody will pay the price. Because that is what it is. If a man can believe God, the Bible says, well, all things are what? All things are what? All things means including the thing you are facing. Including the thing you have seen in your colleague at work. Including the thing that is happening in your neighborhood. All things means all things. Now, my final thing to you is to ask you, are we going to get men and women who believe in God enough that they are willing to pay the price? Of course, I understand. If you ask me to go and pray for somebody the whole night, and then the following day I'm praying, but I should be somebody who that following day I should be going to work. It's not going to work. And the reason it's not going to work is because I'll begin to think about my work and the people who are waiting for me and what I will say to them, and so I'll get distracted. This is one of the reasons why, my dear friends, all of you who are here, I'm asking you to develop your faith. Get to the place where you know that spiritual things are realities. 
That if a person is willing to pay the price, he will have results. The more you are prepared, the more consecrated or the more dedicated you are to the purposes of God, the faster and the better the results will be. Shall we be on our feet? Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.